Hello and welcome to Foul Puck, a podcast about sports ball for the rest of us. Unlike other sports ball podcasts, we talk about sports without assuming that you out there in listener land know everything there is to know about the Stanley Cup or the World Series. Now, <laughs> these may be terms that you have heard before. In fact, they may be vaguely familiar if you pay attention at all to pop culture, if you have family members who are, you know, sports aficionados of some kind. I think probably before I got into sports, I could have told you that the World Series was baseball. Probably. <laughs> that is right, isn't it, Rachel? Yes, I, yes. Okay, good. Confirmed. Had a moment of doubt there. All right. All right. Uh, no, it's the World Series of football. No. <laughs> don't, I, please don't no. confuse me. It's been a long week. I'm going to believe you if you say shit like that. So let's, let's not go there. Anyway, uh, it's 2020. It is, let's, let's give a timestamp. It is October 11th, the end of, it's a Saturday. It's, and... it's actually the 10th. Oh, sweet. <laughs> that's, uh, that's our week in some right uh-huh. there. Nancy uh, is coming yeah. to us from the future. <laughs> uh, looks very similar to uh, apparently yesterday. Okay. <laughs> so sports in 2020 has been a whole special bag of things. It has been innovative. It has been different. It has blazed trails, uh, in spite of the trailblazers not making it super far. Um, <laughs> and it has now kind of mostly come to an end for the moment. Even though sports might start up again in December, we don't know yet. But for the most part, sports that we follow have either finished their... Uh, finished their quote-unquote regular season and then also completed their quote-unquote playoffs slash postseason. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, What happened, how it went, whether our teams did anything worthwhile or not, and and how we feel about it. (laughs) And we're going to kick it off with the biggest pout on the Zoom call. (laughs) (laughs) Rebecca. Hi. Hi. So there's this big piece of silver. Yes. Which I believe was actually once a silver fruit bowl. Is that true? Sure. Yeah? (laughs) Sounds good. No, I mean, that's literally what I've been told, is that it was like literally Lord Stanley's fruit bowl. Is that not... (laughs) I, 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 I don't know. I mean, oh, but it, right. it did start out. I mean, the Stanley Cup itself is just the little, it right. is the size of a, of a salad serving bowl, not yeah. like an individual person serving right, salad right, bowl. Right, right. Yeah. So right. I totally buy that. Okay. So that is what I've heard is that it is a, a, you know, the sort of thing that a rich person would set on their sideboard and fill with fruit. To be well, it looks observed. like she's Googling, so we may have an answer in just a moment. <laughs> to be observed by any guests to their house. And Rebecca, who was Lord Stanley? Can you tell us this? Lord Stanley <laughs> of Cup. He was some <laughs> Canadian bigwig, is that right? Or was he actually Well, British? no, he was he was British, I think. He was I, British. I wrote I read a Wikipedia article several <laughs> weeks ago, so I'm gonna speak about this very confidently. We Do will it. take it. He was British. And he gave some Canadian hockey club this ah, cup as their, their their fancy year-ending prize. Mm-hmm. And somehow the NHL 
when it became a thing, took it over, mm-hmm. and it became the big prize. Yes. And it no longer okay. looks like a fruit bowl because at this point, it, it's like a giant tiered cake with a fruit bowl on top. Yes. It's like... like and, and what you see as the Stanley Cup now actually changes every roughly 13 years. Really? Oh. Yes. So... Um, so Lord oh, Stanley add another tier. Yeah. So Lord yeah, Stanley okay. is British. His sons, um, I don't know, somehow started playing hockey in Ottawa, and so Lord and oh, Lady okay. Stanley got to be um, big old hockey fans. Bus. Yes, yes, fans <laughs> of ye old Ottawa Senators. Um, I don't know that it was actually a cup that he. Or a, a bowl that he used. Mm. Um, so he went rummaging in the garage and said, oh, this old thing. Somebody gave it to us as a wedding present and we've never used it. Perhaps. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, and it started being awarded in eighteen late 1800s. It's the oldest existing trophy to be awarded to a professional sports franchise in North America. La-dee-da. It was commissioned in 1892. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, oh, the every 13 years thing. So mm-hmm. you have you have the fruit bowl, and then you uh-huh. have three um, small, slightly larger, medium silver bands around... Uh, or that right. go that silver the cup is tears. yeah yeah um, that the that the salad bowl sits on top of um, and inscribed in those are the names of the uh, players of the teams who have won the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. After those top three, there are five more larger mm. cake tiers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those are the ones that get replaced every 13 years when a, a, a tier fills up. So oh. in 2018, when the Caps won the cup, mm-hmm. they basically they take apart the, the salad bowl and the top three tiers, take off the top largest cake tier, slap a new one on the bottom, and then put it back together. So if you okay. look at it the year the Caps won the cup – they were the only team and the only names on that band. On the bottom tier. Yeah, yeah. So it sucks to be the guys in the middle, though, because they come off the trophy. Yeah, but they're all dead now. <laughs> I mean, probably. So so it's not that, like, the current one has every name of every player who's every, ever won the, the Stanley Cup on Correct, it. it does not. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering then, about that because I feel like that would quickly get unwieldy. Yes. And apparently yes. already has. Yes. Because as it stands, the thing is like, what, three and a half feet tall? Something yeah, like that? Yeah. And it's, yeah. It's and like it's 35 pounds. 35 pounds. Yeah. 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 Because it's, it, the first time I learned that it was actually, like, the actual Stanley Cup was like the tiny the salad thing bowl. on the top. I was like, holy shit, what's the rest of this? Because <laughs> it's a large trophy. Like, it's mm-hmm. the size of, you know, a seven-year-old or something. And people <laughs> lift it up over their heads. And it's yes. a big deal that they skate around holding it over their heads. Well, so interestingly, that's mm. a great segue. 
Um, so historically, yes. oh, the the bands that they take off live uh-huh. in the Hockey Hall of Fame. So they're not just like tossed in somebody's backyard. They're okay. you can actually go visit them. somewhere. Yeah. All right. Um, but your your point about it being a big deal to hold the cup up and skate around with it. Mm-hmm. Well, this year there were no fans in the auditorium, in the right. arena auditorium. What are we in high school? <laughs> <laughs> there were no fans in the arena. It's just the teams. Um, there was very, very little skating around the rink mm. with the mm-hmm. cup over your head. You know, the I don't know. I actually I turned it off when the the shortly mm. after the lightning one. After I sat through the devastation of watching <laughs> the stars <laughs> being devastated, watching the mm. lightning celebrating. Because they still have to do a fucking handshake line. Yeah, that seems so. There's there's the lightning over there, all happy and excited, and they played amazingly. Whatever, I don't care. And there's they're (laughs) whatever excited, and the stars are like like half of them are kneeling, one knee on the ice, looking like they're gonna cry, and they can't leave the ice until they can do that handshake line. Right. So let's go through this briefly because it's this happens in basketball too to a certain extent but I I feel like it's less blatant in a way and maybe I'm just misremembering but but it feels less blatant to me but so there's this incredible immediacy to it so they play the final game whether that's game you know four or five or six or seven mm-hmm. and the team that wins especially if they win in overtime it's like that second they yep. win Yep. Right, that's it. It's drop dead. Mm-hmm. And then immediately the team that wins begins to celebrate. They bring the trophy out. Like there's no, I don't know, like I feel like it must still just be so much shock. And I was trying to decide if that's better or worse to like be on the ice. And like literally a minute ago, you were still playing the game. And could still win. And now suddenly you're forced to watch this other team celebrate. And then you have to, like, as you said, wait around and, like, shake their hands after they're busy partying. And while the trophy that you did not win is being brought out. Like, it just, there's something. Does that not happen in the NBA? Uh, Not the handshake, but the immediacy of the, the trophy coming out? I feel like it takes a minute or two longer. Like... I mean, and again, maybe it's just I, I haven't seen this happen in a year or two at this point. Um, but it f- felt like there's a little bit more like on-court celebration before they start doing the trophy awards. But maybe I'm just misremembering. Either way, for both of them, it still feels like <clears throat> well, so, it's so sudden. So um, if I remember correctly, through my sadness and... Veil of Tears. Mm-hmm. Um, the The trophy didn't come out until after the handshake line. Really, I thought it was already out on the ice. Well, it was in the building, and sure. probably somebody brought it down to the ice when it looked like the the Lightning were going to win. But mm-hmm. they didn't they didn't like take it off its plinth and start handing it out mm-hmm. until after mm-hmm. the handshake line. Okay, because I think otherwise okay. that would just be really fucking cruel. <laughs> 
Well, that's yeah. what I mean. I remember yeah, sitting there way. and thinking this seems terrible. Anyway, so back to the Stanley Cup. So it's this big giant silver thing. One of the, the the main things that I hear about in hockey is like wanting to heft the Stanley Cup, right? Yes. Because it is 35 pounds and you show off your prowess by skating around by holding it over your head, right? Yep. But the other part, one part that is different from basketball and that I find very funny is that every person on the team at some point during the year gets to take it home. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then do things to it. <laughs> Well, right? okay. So, yes, everybody gets a cup day. Um, frequently, the captain of the team gets more than one day. Okay. Um, and technically, they're not supposed to, quote, do things to it. Uh-huh. But, but I mean, many of them, yes, they drink champagne out of it. Right. There's a great, ice cream. Yeah, there's a great picture of a Nicholas Backstrom and his kids eating ice cream out of it. Uh-huh. People put their babies in it, like right. all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, so you're not supposed to do stuff to it, but people do <laughs> use the salad bowl as a bowl or a drinking mm-hmm. vessel or... Mm-hmm. Um, a, a thing to feed their cows out of and stuff like that. <laughs> and I'm sure other nefarious things happen uh, that yeah. we won't discuss here because boys are gross. <laughs> Use your imagination or yeah. don't. Or don't. Or don't. You Just don't. Yeah. So yeah. moment of silence for whomever has to clean the Stanley Cup regularly. That would be Phil, <laughs> the keeper of the cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Phil. Phil, I hope you're making a lot of money. Hope you get a bonus. Because that's the other thing. I was watching them bring out the cup and like they bring it out and they all have like these white gloves on it. It's beautifully shined and mm-hmm. it's immaculate. And then immediately these giant sweaty yep. hockey players like yep. grab it with their <laughs> bare fists and like start smooching it. And I'm yep. like, oh, whoever just spent like hours shining the Phil. shit out of this thing must just be dying on the inside. Yeah, like, but this at the same time, he gets to spend the day of the cup like with the cup all these times so like he gets to meet all of these incredible players he gets to like i and i don't then immediately see all his work undone yeah but I, I so i read a story about phil again in 2018 the year that caps won the cup um mm-hmm. and apparently it he started being the keeper of the cup because he was like an intern and they needed a volunteer right and now he's <laughs> Now he's prestigious with a terrible haircut and fancy white gloves. Um, nice, but it doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like he's frustrated by the lack of care or the amount well, of cleaning. Good. Yeah, and actually, I'm you'll see him. you'll see some of the players when they start their cup day, they will hose it down. Just. <laughs> Just hose it down. Valid. Yeah. Yeah. Valid. I mean, I, especially if you've got I, kids I and I you're going to eat from it. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like, mm. yeah. yeah. Solid. Yeah. So take us back, Rebecca. Take us back to the beginning of the Stanley Cup playoff series, right? Because originally we were, what, like in March, two weeks from the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Is that about right? And then it got put on pause. And then they took a whole bunch of teams and sent them to two bowls, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So what would have normally happened in the playoffs and what happened instead? So normally there are 16 teams in the playoffs, um, mm-hmm. and that's determined by points earned during the regular season. You earn okay. two points for every win, one point for every tie, and zero points for a loss. 
Okay. In regulation. So um, the top, gosh, what is it? It's the, the top two teams in each of the four conferences plus the next however many um, by by points um, mm-hmm. go to the, the Stanley Cup finals. Okay. Um, excuse me. Usually takes about two months. Um, last year it was from April 10th to June 12th. So two months okay. for, for 16 teams to play through. Um, mm-hmm. They're all best of seven games, um, mm-hmm. or excuse me, best of seven series. And they usually mm-hmm. go, whichever team has home ice advantage, you'll play two games in that city and then the next two in the other city and then back and forth one and one until the series is over. Okay. Um, so there tends to be... Um, especially when you get to the playoff, like the Stanley Cup final, and you've got an East team and a West team, there tends to be more time in between the city changes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, usually it's a day on, a, you know, a, a game, a day off, a game, and then maybe two days off. Right, um, sure. In this situation, in the year the year of our lord 2020 covid times um it was 24 teams because the league decided that since they didn't have the chance to play out the rest of the season they wanted to give an additional eight teams the chance to make it to the playoffs um and then they did the round robins and the um play-in games and all that stuff and so once the Mm. once the officially the playoffs started it was back to 16 teams um Mm -hmm. but they completed that whole process of the round robin and the exhibition games and and all of this stuff in the same time period um and it was i mean largely due to the fact that they didn't have to travel there was there was only one time when they had to travel and that was when they combined bubbles from Mm -hmm. the uh east to the west and that was after the second round Um, so there was actually a back-to-back, um, games played Friday night and Saturday night, um, in this year's Stanley Cup final, which is not usually done. Um, but the league was, excuse me, the league was determined to finish the season by a certain date. So they were doing whatever they could to finish it up. Yeah. Um, and so the final was between... The Dallas Stars and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Mm-hmm. Um, Tampa Bay has had a really strong team for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, they are incredibly talented, skilled players. Mm-hmm. Um, the Caps beat them in 2018 in the third round to go on to the Stanley Cup final, mm-hmm. and that took seven games. Right. Um, last year they went out in the first round, but so did the Caps and, you know, it was just luck of the draw that year, but they've had a very strong team for a number of years, like breaking records, strong team. Right. Frankly, I find them kind of boring. (laughs) (laughs) Not that you're Um, biased. No, I recognize I'm biased, (laughs) but it's almost like they've... There, there's something about, and maybe it's because I don't follow them as closely, so I don't get to see some of the stuff that I see with the teams that I love. But it mm-hmm. almost feels like 
they've sacrificed personality for ability. Interesting. Um, so anyway, so the, um, the stars won the first, and wait a minute, what am I looking at? The stars won. Yeah. The first and second and fifth games. No, that's not right. Why is first, it... second, and fourth, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. First, second, no, first, second, and fifth. Um, okay. And they lost in game six. Like, the fact that they forced a game six was spectacular. They, mm-hmm. um, they won game five in double overtime. Right. Um, and, you know, there was, we, we talked about this. There was a lot of, um, questions about like Tyler Sagan and the fact that he hadn't, mm-hmm. he hadn't scored any goals, um, questions about some of the, some of the big players, why they hadn't been doing some so well. Um, Ben Bishop is supposed to be their starting goalie, but Anton Hudobin had been playing for so long. Um, mm-hmm. and actually and these just, are all stars players. Yes. Yes. They yes, are all stars okay. players. Yes. I figured so. Um, I just wanted to be clear. No, it's a good point. Um, and then uh, just this week, the general manager of the Stars came out and told us what the injury list was for the Stars. So mm. um, Tyler Sagan, um, he, had, he was dealing with knee issues, but he also um, got a torn labrum in his hip. Um, Ben Bishop, the goalie went, underwent knee surgery in May, um, and tried to come back too early. Mm -hmm. Um, Jamie Ben was playing through a shoulder injury. Um, Anton Hudobin, the goalie who was playing very well for us, um, since the, since the cup ended, he has had surgery on an arm because he was experiencing numbness. Um, Rupe Hintz fractured his ankle and injured his hip. Radic Foxa broke his wrist. Uh, <laughs> Miro Haskinen played through um, hip issues. Essa Lindell had a hand injury. John Klingberg played through shoulder problems. Taylor Fadoon suffered a knee injury. Jason Dickinson played through ankle and foot issues. And Blake Como had a separated shoulder. So that's Ow. like... That's more than half the team who is dealing with. Yeah, and and we didn't know any of these details before, right? It was just fit to play or unfit to play. Yes, that's correct. I mean, watching the games, you could see when Lupe Hintz fractured his ankle, and you could see when Mm -hmm. Radic Foxa broke his wrist because you saw the puck smash his wrist and then Mm -hmm. him cradling it and then going off the ice. So you know, wow, he's from the puck hitting it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Lots of, lots of injuries like this. Um, lots of the ankle injuries and hand and wrist injuries are from blocking shots. Yeah. Um, so some of them you can, you can guess very clearly when it happened, like the precise moment that it happened, but you're right during the series, it was just playing or unfit to play. Um, so that's interesting because I definitely, so I watched, I did I, don't have a horse in this race. I was casually rooting for the stars because you root for the stars Thank and you. because they have Pavelski, who <laughs> I like. Also, um, he was incredible. He played right. yeah. fantastically. So was, and he was not is, on I'm looking, Yeah, he's not on the injured list. <laughs> 
Right, <laughs> right. And I, that was, I was going to say, so I, I was looking at the notes I took on my phone when I was watching those two games. And one of the things, <laughs> I have things here that say, seems like the stars are playing really sluggishly and also kind of clumsy, which given were that broken. injury list stands mm. to reason. And then I have the very next note is Pavs is such a dangerous player. <laughs> You know, and then in the next game, I have a note that says, "I feel like Pavs is their MVP." Yes, <laughs> like yeah, he was one of the few players. Him and the goalie, it felt like yes. were the two guys kind mm-hmm. of keeping them alive a lot of the time. That is exactly right, and it really, I mean. I felt very bad for the Stars because it just seemed like Tampa was outplaying them. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, you know, it was not one of those. With the exception of in game, I guess it was four, there was a clearly bad Oh, my God. <laughs> that ended the game, and they lost because of it. Oh and God, I wanted I had to fr- ask I you. Somehow, I'm sorry. I had I'm blocked so- that out. <laughs> yeah, it was real bad. It was real like, bad. Like, even I, who who know nothing was like, whoa, that's shitty. Um, but I wanted to ask you about it because I wanted to know, is there at all any recourse no. for something like that? So, I mean, because that literally could have been and possibly was the turning point of the is series. Is this the embellishment call? Uh, no, I think it no was a different <laughs> one. Okay. There was, that was, well, maybe it was the embellishment call. No, I don't think it was the embellishment call. I have call. notes about that one, too. But it was like right at the end and they put a guy in the penalty box for a thing he absolutely clearly on the video feed did not do. And I don't remember if it was like tripping or it was something like that. And you could see on the video feed that like the ref had a bad angle. Yeah. And you could see why from where the ref was it looked like that. But you could also see on literally every other video monitor that the thing they were calling him for had not happened at all. Like not even was questionable, but like did not verifiably (laughs) did not happen. And then they lost the game with that guy sitting out. Yeah. And it's like, what do you what do you do with that? <laughs> Apparently nothing, I guess. Yeah. Well, Rebecca, so, if you need I, a moment. Uh... Yeah, it was. <laughs> God, I had I honestly I had completely blocked this out of my mind. Um, Understandable. Uh, if you need a minute, I can talk about the embellishment call because yeah, for it, that's what, was what I Did remember. You look it up? Because the uh, the guy that got hit in the nuts with the hockey stick got the same punishment as the guy that hit him in the nuts with the hockey stick, which I had some difficulty understanding there. So I assume Uh the ref is saying by calling it embellishment, he's saying that the man who went down on the ice clutching his nuts was in fact embellishing his pain in order to flop it. Yes. And is that correct, Rebecca? Have I, have I got that that correct? correct? Okay. Yep. And I, I, that seemed like a bad call to me because, <laughs> well, I, you know, it, have never it was experienced funny. Hearing, that. Hearing the announcers talking about it, there were some yep. that were like, uh, "That's not embellishment." Uh, yeah. Th- and then there were the, uh, a couple who were like, "Well, I don't know." <laughs> and they, yeah. I, I mean, male announcers having that conversation, yeah, which I thought was very. And I assume it depends on angles and. Cup placements, velocity. yes, velocity, <laughs> as to what Force. exactly happened. Um, but it was a pretty kind of flagrant like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, so. and it was a pretty pretty 
flagrant hit. It wasn't to his thigh or it was it was pretty on the money. So I thought that was a, a bit of a, a an unfortunate call. Yeah, it was definitely I have a note about that too. Um that the announcers were disagreeing about it and that it seemed like a bad call and that it only resulted in one minute of power play instead of the usual two, which I wondered about as well. Was that only because of the time that it happened in the game? I don't know. That's it was. I mean, it was toward the very end, but I don't remember. It was toward the very end. Yeah. I don't remember a one minute penalty. There was because I noticed it and I was like, what the hell is this? This doesn't make sense. I've never seen this before. Um, all right, we might have to come back to me for this. We can come back yeah, to you. Yeah, that's fine. So so that's the state of the Stanley Cup. Um, the the um, playoffs are over. The Stars m- almost made it. Uh, they did real well. They put up a good fight. Um, the WNBA is also over. Uh, and the Seattle Storm won, which is terrific. This is what we like to hear because that's who we root for here. Um, and they did it by sweeping their opponents, <laughs> the Las Vegas Aces, um, and which is terrific. Uh, the Aces are one of those. I mean, I think we have a, a general uh, mm, fuck Vegas teams position on the pod, or at least I do because... There are no good Vegas teams. There are no (laughs) Vegas teams I approve of. Uh, The Vegas Aces are fine. They have some very good players. Um, They were getting very cocky, and then the Storm beat them by, like, embarrassing amounts in every single game. Um, Like, double digits. Uh, Let's see. In game three, they beat them 92 to 59. Wow. Ooh! Yeah. 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 Which... Leads me to Sue Bird, who is amazing and who is one of the star players of the Seattle Storm. Now, Sue Bird has been playing for a while. She is, in fact, older than all of us, which is in sports, not in insignificant. Her, her birthday, in fact, is the 16th. So it's in six days. She will be 40. Uh and she is incredible. And I want to drive home exactly how incredible she is here for a second by reading a thread of her selected, some selected championships that she has won. Because she has, she is now, I believe, one of three basketball players, male or female, to win championships in four different decades, which is mm-hmm. frankly fucking <laughs> astonishing. Um so I want to just just read through this here. So beginning uh, in 1995, think back where you were in 1995. I believe I was in junior high school and Sue Bird was already winning things. So <laughs> in 1995, she won the Empire State Games in 97, New York City High School, 1997 New York State High School, 1998 New York City and New York State High School, 1998 High School Nationals, 1999 the Big East, 2000 Big East, 2000 NCAA Champion, 2000 Jones Cup Champion, 
2001 Big East, 2002 Big East, 2002 NCAA, 2002 World Challenge, 2002 Worlds. We skipped 2003. I don't know what happened in 2003. She was tired and a... she took a nap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe. <laughs> she gets all of 2003 off. That's oh, my fine. God. In 2004, <laughs> she's a WNBA champion. Also, 2004, Olympics, Olympic champion. 2007, Russian League champion. 2007, Euro League champion. 2007, FIBA Americas champion. 2008, Russian League 2008 Euro League, 2008 Olympic champion, 2008 FIBA Diamond Ball, 2009 Euro League, 2009 Ekaterinburg Invitational, 2010 Euro League, 2010 WNBA, 2010 Worlds, 2012 Russian League, 2012 Olympian, 2013 Russian League, 2014 Russian League, 2014 Worlds, 2016 Olympian. <laughs> Wow. 2018 WNBA champion and now 2020 WNBA champion. That is four tweets worth <laughs> of championships spanning four decades because Super is a fucking badass <laughs> who is worthy of all of our. We need life. a separate house for those trophies. Holy crap. I mean, honestly, like, I hope she has, like, a very nice and secure shed in her backyard <laughs> that is literally just, like, wall to wall championship trophies and medals. Also, if you want something really, really cute, you should look at the uh, gifts from the end of the championship game where Megan Rapino, who caused a little bit of controversy by instead of playing the Challenge Cup soccer, going with her girlfriend, Sue Bird to be in the WNBA bubble comes running out of the audience and like smooches her and it's really cute. <laughs> so like also Megan Rapino is apparently short when she stands next to Sue Bird. <laughs> so I just, the Seattle Storm are amazing. They also have several other very good players who we should not overlook, including Brianna Stewart and Jewel Lloyd, who also both won awards and who are also terrific they are great as a as a team overall. They have been, as you heard from the recitation of <laughs> Sue Bird's championships, they have been around this block before. They have won before as well. Um, so it really, I mean, it was not a particularly surprising win, but they did it decisively and well and just, you know, on a very sort of like, you come out to see the greats in sports do great things. That's what they did. Yeah. So hats off to the Seattle Storm. Well done. Congratulations. Uh, and I can't wait to see them come back and play again. And I hope Sue Bird keeps playing for like another five or ten years. Because why the fuck not? Like, <laughs> fine by me. fifth decade. She Absolutely. seems to still be doing just fine. Yeah. So Clearly <laughs> she has the staying power. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go for it, Sue. Pretty, pretty well. Uh, so that's we can come back to the WNBA a little bit later. There are a few things I might mention or I might save it for next time. But I would, I just wanted to to spend a little time there with Sue Bird <laughs> and her she shed full of <laughs> trophies. Oh my god! <laughs> and that she shed is the size of my house. Yeah, probably. Sounds about right. I mean, yeah, yeah. So, Rebecca, what have you discovered in yes. Googling? Yes, Take us back thank to the you. Stanley Cup. Yeah, thank you for bearing with me through that. I mean, it happened a whole two weeks ago, <laughs> but two weeks in COVID Are times... Are you serious? I could have sworn it was at least a month. No. Yeah, it's just a couple Holy weeks. Holy shit. 
Okay. All yeah, right, it happened on, on September 25th. That's insane. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Please continue. Um, so the uh, the uh, embellishment mm-hmm. ball call uh, was the same <laughs> game. Um, so. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. We have we have an eager cat. She's oh, she's my. She's my comfort animal while I talk about <laughs> hockey sadness. <laughs> so, uh, so there were a couple things that happened. First was the um, the um, embellishment uh, hit in the nut shot mm-hmm. thing. So that was Corey Perry hooked Braden Point in his downtown arena mm-hmm. and. <laughs> got called for the hook and Braden Point got called for embellishment, which everybody agreed. Well, not everybody, but many people agreed was probably not embellishment. Um, so shortly thereafter, um, Mikhail Sergachev, who plays for the um, who plays for the lightning. lightning got called for hooking on Tyler Sagan, which was a correct call mm-hmm. by all accounts. Right. Um, but the point there was that at this point, Dallas was now up a penalty because they, because they, the lightning should not have been called on the embellishment thing because mm-hmm. it shouldn't have been considered an embellishment. So what frequently happens in hockey that, I don't think the refs would ever admit, but is kind of, um, you know, basically understood around the the uh, announcing world and the commentators and the spectators mm-hmm. is that the refs want to do a makeup call, right. basically. Mm. And so when um, Jamie Benn uh, of the Stars captain and Tyler Johnson of the uh, a Tampa Bay defenseman, they were fighting for the puck basically and jamie ben is a big guy and this was just mm-hmm. a physical two guys just going at it no I don't. <laughs> um <laughs> two guys just both on on their feet like kind of muscling at each other at each other um this fighting for the puck no, i know nope. it's not there's just, just no that way for, yep yeah <laughs> um and um Tyler Johnson fell mm-hmm. and Jamie Ben got called for interference because right. the official said that it looked like Jamie had kicked out Tyler Johnson's skate. And that's what you're mm-hmm. talking about, Nancy. In the replay, right. you can see there's no kicking out of the skate. It's just no, they're, they're battling for falls. the puck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then Jamie went to the penalty box and the, um, lightning scored the game winning goal. So mm. it was a questionable embellishment call followed by the laughable interference call that ended up affecting the end of the game and potentially mm-hmm. the end of the series. Mm-hmm. Now, your point about it being a, a turning point for mm-hmm. the series, knowing that what we know now about the right. amount of injuries that the stars had. Sure. I think it was probably unlikely they were going to like make it through the uh, game 7 with all of their remaining limbs. <laughs> um but <laughs> it would have been nice to see. Yeah. 
Um, I, it's the, the refs, every once in a while you hear from a ref and they talk about how they don't want to be part of the story of the game. Mm-hmm. And then something like this happens. Right. But there is no recourse for the team. Okay. I mean, this, this, that was, that this was happened... the main question I had was like, can you, is there any sort of, I mean, obviously once the game's over, it's over, but like in the moment, is there any sort of like challenge, challenge yeah. or, yeah. So there, some calls are challengeable and some are not. Okay. Um, okay. And some calls are reversible and some are not. Now the interference call they mm-hmm. could have, they absolutely could have reviewed it and said, nope, my bad, we made a mistake, carry on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do that. Okay. Um, but there are plenty of calls that are not reviewable. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. But I mean, the the uh, Sharks were affected by a call like that last year. Yeah. Yep. And it's just, yeah. you never... I mean, I guess... You That's never the want thing, that, right? Is that yeah. it? Just if it happens, yeah. It, at least it seems to you know hit everybody at some point or another. I just feel like if I were on the stars, I would mm-hmm. have been so deeply, deeply frustrated mm-hmm. by that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But it was sort of a, yeah. a, a backhanded attempt at equity based on the yes. embellishment call. Okay, That's right. Not, well, That's, and I like I get it to a certain extent. I get calling things equitably but sure. you don't do that in sudden death overtime yeah no exactly that's because the thing. The, it's a, if it's like the first quarter sure but like well even if it's during regulation i'm okay with it because then there's yeah. there's still time to make up for it but you call a play like that you call a penalty like that in sudden death overtime there's yeah. no there's no time or space yep. to there's no coming make back. good yeah 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 i agree I agree. And, you know, refs, if you don't want to be the story, don't be the story. Yep. (laughs) It's a pretty simple uh, solution there, in fact. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for revisiting your pain for us, Rebecca. Mm -hmm. We appreciate it. We uh, acknowledge your loss. I did have a a question for you. If it's not too painful to revisit the last game. (laughs) Sure. Um. The stars waited until after the final power play to pull their goalie at the end of the last yeah. game. And I was wondering if you had any insight on that. Um, so I, I do, because I remember watching that and thinking, why, why are we waiting to pull the goalie? That was my thought, my mm-hmm. uh, yeah. enlightened thought. And no, 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 very enlightened. Um, looking back, I mean, at the time... Honestly, I think they were all very tired and very hurt. And I mean, it it wouldn't have cost them anything had they pulled the goalie. Um, But I think they knew they didn't have anything to gain from it either. I mean, they were missing so many players by that point. Mm -hmm. I don't know who they could have tossed out there. Um, I mean, it's still not a choice that I would have made. But sadly, I don't get paid (laughs) hockey money to coach a team and make those decisions. Um, It's really a shame. I know, right? Yeah, I would have pulled the goalie during that penalty to have a six on four advantage. But again, I, you know, it's it, looking at that injury list now mm-hmm. after the fact, uh, you know, the coach knows all those injuries at the time. I think that probably factored in quite a bit to that decision. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've, 
I'm only semi-joking about my sadness. I'm actually incredibly proud of the stars for making it as far as they did. Yeah, because with that they, kind of injury list, that's really yeah, impressive. Yeah. And they they started the season losing like nine games in a row, right? They started the season in the toilet. <laughs> um, in the middle of the season, their coach was fired for behavior unbecoming a coach in the NHL, and they had to start with a new coach. And, you know, then, of course, we all dealt with COVID and Mm-hmm. And nobody, nobody really believed that the stars were going to go as far as they did. So I'm still tremendously proud of the fact that they got as far as they did and the way they played. Um, and it actually, um, speaking of the injuries, it looks like most of them happened in round three. Um, thanks, Vegas. <laughs> uh, so speaking of reasons we don't like Vegas. Um, Ooh, Vegas. Yeah. Um, so I am sad, but I'm also, I'm not devastated like I could have been. Mm-hmm. I, I feel that. I, I understand that sentiment. That's, I'm, I'm, I am sad for you, but, but particularly knowing what came out, I do think it's perfectly reasonable yeah. that, what, that it went the way that mm-hmm. it did. Yeah. And, and we can easily say, you know, good job to the stars. Yeah. They they put in a real yeah. a real effort, yeah. which is all you can ask at the end of the day. Yep. Speaking of injuries and real effort, <laughs> Rachel, how's baseball? Uh sadness. Um, no, <laughs> there's been we're, we're pulling out everybody's pain today. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's therapy. been some some real highs and some real lows. Um, so, at, mm-hmm. as we speak, uh, we have completed the first two rounds of the uh, baseball postseason. Um, normally, there's mm-hmm. kind of three rounds and the wild card game, and this year the wild card mm-hmm. round was a whole three game series. I gotta say, I love yeah. that because I. Do not like the sudden death Mm-mm. wild card game. Yeah, and we as really as A's liked... fans, we have particular reason right. to dislike the sudden death uh, wild card game uh-huh. as we lose it um, every yes. year. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the number of teams was expanded from eight total to sixteen total. Um, and that first mm-hmm. round, the uh, A's played the White Sox, who they have not seen all year because of the um, playing by geographical division this year instead of um league play in an attempt to keep <laughs> yeah in a i don't even want to call it a bubble it's no yeah it's, it's like one of those mesh laundry bags um <laughs> it's a mesh hat i think we established it's even it bigger point. than a hat though i mean you could fit a lot of infection <laughs> in that bag <laughs> anyway, um, so three three game series. They tanked the first one, which not incredibly shocking to me. Um, they came back and won the second one, and it was real tense the whole time. And uh, same mm-hmm. same with the third one. You know, usually there's a couple innings where you can just sit back and relax and watch your team mm-hmm. play. Uh uh-uh. uh no, uh, not happening. It was a struggle the whole way. Uh, as as far as I understand it, the teams were pretty evenly matched. Again, I haven't seen the White Sox play all season, so I can, can't really tell you. And I don't know as much about the Central Division teams just in general, because I have you know I have a team in the East and a team in the West, and nary a team in right. the center. Um, but 
Don't was, don't add a team. No, don't do no, it, Rachel. No, 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 no. <laughs> don't especially, do it. Especially after having two teams in the postseason. I'll get to that in just mm-hmm. a second. But yes, so uh, it was a grueling game three. Um, pitchers were yanked after putting one foot out of line. I think they tied the record for a number of pitchers used in a postseason game that went only nine innings. Um, I think there was some mismanagement on the White Sox part because the Again, guy yanked a, the, I don't know if it was a starter, the, the second reliever pulled him out and then put a new guy in who promptly shat the bed. So, uh, <laughs> but we, we got past that wild card series, which was amazing because um, the A's hadn't won a uh, winner take all elimination game since like the 70s. <laughs> Ooh, um, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. that was pretty cool. So, uh, and then, uh, and the the uh, the National League side, you had the Marlins, who uh, against all <laughs> expectations uh, showed up, got into the uh, the postseason. They were the I want to say like the seventh seed, I think, facing off against the the Cubs in their wild card uh, game, or their round one, two games, series over, easy as that. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Which meant. Uh, that I had. It sounds like that's not something you're used to. It's no, it was astonishing um, for a team that I root for and for the Marlins, who uh, I don't know if you saw their uh, wearing their bottom feeders t shirt. So the story is that the, uh, the first game of the season, pre COVID, pre all of this, they played the Phillies, beat the Phillies. Phillies announcer comes back the next night and says that you can't, you're, you know, if you want to win big, you can't drop games to bottom feeders like the Marlins. So they had bottom Ooh, feeders. That sounds like something that would come out of Philadelphia. Made up. Yep. Yep. And I have uh, ordered a bottom feeders t-shirt for myself. Um, That's amazing. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And you know they shocked everyone this year. And uh, uh, Don Mattingly, their manager, who's been their manager for the past few years, is probably a shoe in for National League Manager of the Year this year because wow. he put together a team with something like 174 roster moves, um, five guys. In total, who were on the roster the entire season? Uh, wow! Yeah, Jeez. he put together a patchwork bad news bears, you know, <laughs> ragtag superhero, you know, island of team together. Toys. Yeah, pretty much, and started winning games. So pretty nuts. So yeah, they both of my teams advanced to uh, the the second round, which is called the uh, championship. No, I'm sorry, the Division Series. I always get those two mixed up. The Division Series. Um, and in that, then the uh, A's played the Astros for that, and the Marlins played Atlanta. And so you had four games on any given day uh, because of the expanded um, playoffs. And they're also playing these games back to back to back. So the wild card rounds were played in the home stadiums of the top seeded team. So the A's played in Oakland for that series. Mm-hmm. But when it came to the next round and these two subsequent rounds we're going to have, they decided to go to a bubble now for some reason. <laughs> and um, the, the, uh, odd. <laughs> yeah, the uh, American league, teams are playing in National League stadiums and vice versa so that nobody has home field advantage or sees is playing in a stadium where they play a whole lot. 
So the A's versus the Astros was in Los Angeles and the Dodger Stadium and the Marlins versus Atlanta was in uh, at the Astros Park, actually, in Texas. That's so, so weird. Sure, there okay. was still a home to home team and an away team in terms of like, you know, which mm-hmm. start the mm-hmm. half inning. But there wasn't a real home field advantage. Jersey. Yes. Um, and I there's there was t- a lot of talk about that hurting the A's, mm-hmm. um, which I think I think is something, because if you look at their winning percentage this year, um, they just did a hell of a lot better when they were playing at home than they were playing away. And since mm-hmm. ballparks have different dimensions, different weather, right. that really does make more of a difference. Uh, in addition right. to, of course, the you know fans, but there weren't fans this year. It probably so. matters most in baseball. Like the home mm-hmm. home advantage might be the most real in baseball because if for no other reason than like the dimensions of the field. Yeah, and sim- simple environmental conditions. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So uh, the A's would have had that in a normal season for their championship series, their division mm-hmm. series, dang it. Um, but they didn't this year. Uh, playing on quote-unquote neutral ground in L.A., which I didn't count. Like, I like the idea in concept, but in practice, seeing in one game a bunch of Dodgers fan cutouts and another game Ooh. a bunch of Astros fans cutouts was just uh, annoying. Yeah, no, that's yeah. not good. Um, so speaking of the cutouts, I'm going to interject yes. for one second to say, oh, that, yes, please uh, do friend of the pod, Aaron, his family bought a giant's cutout and put their dog on it. Aww. Oh, yeah. There were quite a few pets cutouts in the stands yep. Yep. and that was fun to see. Yep. Yeah. Though so. some people clearly had problems with the computer program in terms of centering their pet. Oh no. And the the like human shaped <laughs> frame, and so the head would be down in the chest area. No, but anyway. I think the only thing she ran into is her ears were too big, so her ears didn't get cut off. But she's very cute nonetheless. So I just wanted <laughs> to get that in there. Wait, so and people could like uh, buy a seat in the stands. Yep. Yes. And they of would a print out a cutout. poster of a picture of you and like yeah. put it in the stand. Yeah. I saw I saw the cutouts. I just didn't know that people could like yep. buy one of those, sponsor yeah. one. And um for Oakland at least, the money did go to charity. So that's, that's nice. Nice. And um if uh, somebody hit a foul ball, you had to pay extra for areas where it was likely you get a ha- hit a foul ball, but if one hit your cutout, they would mail you the ball. Ah! So I thought okay, it was pretty that's funny. Cool. Yeah. So speaking of cutouts, because they did not have a home field advantage, uh, our favorite relief pitcher with the A's, uh, the closer Liam Hendricks, brought with him uh, cutouts, not just of his cat, uh, Winnie, but all of his pets, his two dogs as well, and uh, put them in the bullpen in uh, in Los Angeles. And they show them on camera. Yeah, you can just see the cat on camera. Mm -hmm. Like, in the bullpen, big old cutout of his cat. Who's adorable? I love that. yep. That's so wholesome. Liam Hendricks is the best. So the A's coasted into the uh, the division series after three tough games against the White Sox, uh, playing against the Astros, who they did have a good chance against. Yeah. Uh, they played 10, 10 games in the regular season against the Astros because they're in the same division, won seven of them. The Astros have not been doing well lately. However... <laughs> That's not how things shook out. I don't know if it's the Astros have more experience with mm-hmm. being in playoff, high-pressure playoff games. I never know how much of that to take that into account mm-hmm. when looking at a team in the postseason. Um, 
and the A's have had at the end of the season started to struggle with their offense a little bit. And once again, that messy bitch baseball <laughs> came up and bit us in the ass because if the home runs aren't there, the home runs aren't there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, especially toward the end of the season, the A's had a reputation for being a team that walks players and hits home runs and does nothing in between. Mm-hmm. And there was kind of a lot of that. And especially in the, the Astros series, they were hitting, all their runs were coming from single home runs, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you literally double helpful. can double your score if you can put one other guy on base every time before you hit a home run. Right. And, you know, the Astros were hitting a lot of home runs, too, but they were getting guys on base too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they tied or set the record in one of the games for number of home runs in a postseason game. Um, just nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so the uh, Astros came in and took the first two. This was a, a the first wild card series was best of three. Division series is best of five. Uh, championship series is best of five as well world series is seven no maybe maybe the next one is seven as well they're all different why not (laughs) who's paying attention um yeah so the astros came in and and quickly took the first two games and uh it was a little dispiriting and then they uh came in game three uh every time the a's scored first which gave you that little sliver of hope you know just to uh just to really dig it in in. Mm -hmm. and then the um the Astros came back and, you know, I had gone for a slurpy walk because it's a lot of baseball all in one chunk. And like when your team is losing, you're like, I need, I need a break from this. Went for my slurpy walk, came back. It was two to seven. Well, in true A's fashion, they came back in the last few innings and made the score nine to seven, which was super exciting. Um, and Hendricks came out and did his thing for the last I don't know if it was just the last inning that game or the last three innings. And um, he'd actually had a blown save earlier on in the, the White Sox uh, series, but he, he managed to come back from that and um, did great. So that was great for game three. And then game four, they A's jumped ahead to a three-run lead and then promptly did nothing after that. Mm-hmm. And the Astros came back and just kept hitting home runs and, Got up to 11 runs. A's got three more after that. Yeah, bottom of the ninth, or no, top of the ninth, because it was the um, Astros had home field advantage at that point, I think. Yes. Um, got down to the bottom of the ninth the, um, with two outs to go. You know, they have one more out, and they scored like two or three more runs. And that was like, you know what? If they're not going to win, at least they can be a pain in the ass. Yep. So I was very proud of them for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the A's, A's had a, a rough go of it in the postseason. Uh, not playing at their best. I do think they could have beat the Astros. I think whoever they faced in the, the, the championship series next, we're, we're going to kick their ass, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I do hate, I do hate that they had to lose to the Astros. I really yeah, do. Yeah, that's frustrating. Um, yeah, but... But, so but we should say, you know, they also, they lost Mark, uh, Matt Chapman, which yes. was a big loss for them right before the postseason because he's they did. one of their very best players. So that's mm-hmm. and they the had a... they, the fact that they made it as far as they did, which is further than they've gone in recent memory at all. Mm-hmm. Yes, and and that they did it without him, like it's actually really promising. No, 
Yes, it is. And they did, they overcame some, some big hurdles, got the team some postseason experience, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, that first game, man, against the White Sox was just like, same thing we've seen in the last Mm -hmm. two years where they just could not get anything going. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that was really dispiriting. And to see them come back and win that first series was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you said, Matt Chapman was out. They got a guy from the Diamondbacks who was actually ended up being pretty good and, you know, providing some much needed offense when nobody else seemed to be able to get a hit. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was great. You know, and they did. I'm I am proud of the way they played. Um, Things were a little frustrating. Uh, Chris Davis, who's done nothing all season. Poor guy. Mm -hmm. He's been trying. He's been trying real hard. But, you know, (laughs) sometimes, especially for power hitters, when it's not there, it's not there, you know. Right. Right. And um, uh, so he all of a sudden, you know, got his mojo back in the postseason. It started crushing home runs again. And that was fantastic to see. If you're going to get it back, that's the time to do it. Right. Yeah. So that was great. So, you know. Good job, A's. I, I know that it didn't end great, but I think they can be proud of the way they comported themselves given the situation and the weird, you know, the weirdness of it all, which is hard mm-hmm. to overstate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then those Marlins, <laughs> um, who, and of course, of course, they scheduled these games on top of each other. So the Marlins were starting at 11 o'clock here in, on the West Coast, and then the um, A's were starting anywhere between noon and one. So I was that guy with the iPad open and the TV on and going back and forth between. Welcome yes to my life. And I learned what a struggle it is, Rebecca. Truly, I did not understand before. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I have to say, I'm not sure I like it having two season two no. teams make it to the postseason. No, it's it was terrible. Legitimately stressful. <laughs> I have four. The starters and the abs, they played each other. (laughs) That's That's terrible. Oh, that's madness. It was just so stressful. It's so stressful. When every game was a struggle and every inning was like, oh, you never know what's going to happen. It was was a lot. And I was starting to question my commitment to sparkle motion there at the end. Um, And the only time I've ever had that happen is in different sports at the same time. Yeah. Like I definitely, when, when the WNBA season came back and the challenge cup was still going on this summer, I definitely did Mm -hmm. at least once have one on the TV and one on the iPad, but at least then it's not the same sport. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're not playing each other. There's no, you know, I I do think that makes a difference. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure it does. (laughs) Well, the poor Marlins after, you know, doing such a good job in the wildcard series, uh, faced off against Atlanta in their division series and they done got squished. Um, the first game they, they, put up a bit of a fight uh but the second two games they just got they got shut out um which was as a marlins fan not incredibly surprising to me um (laughs) Hmm. but still not not a lot of fun to see and there is a little bit of bad blood between uh atlanta and the marlins um there has been uh and it's it's kind of a lot of it was marlins instigated um there's a pitcher named urania on the marlins who's a bit of a hothead and he um, has hit uh, one of their uh, Atlanta's rising stars with the baseball in revenge for Oops. a home run. Yeah. And um, so now when any Marlins pitcher hits this guy, 
even if it's accidental, tempers rise. And fortunately, mm. nothing too big came of it. But a warning was issued and there was some some words were had. Um, and I, mm. I don't think in that case it was actually the Marlins pitcher trying to hit him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I understand why guilt was presumed in that particular situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, my that poor was dad some... let me know. Yeah? No, 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 go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, my uh, uncle is in Atlanta and lives in Atlanta and is a, a fan of the team. And uh, my dad may have made a small wager against him and uh, <laughs> rather immediately regretted so. But I think it was just for some golf balls or something. I don't think it was <laughs> substantial. But my uncle is going to have bragging rights for quite a while after oh, that, that hurts too. series. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the thing about... Um, intentionally hitting someone with the ball or not. I, I go back and forth on this with hockey. Like, mm-hmm. was that hit intentional? Was that placement intentional? Or, right. you know, it looks like an accident. Um, and then sometimes I watch them practice and do stick handling drills and puck drills and skating drills. And I'm reminded just how very much control all of these players have over their bodies and mm-hmm. the the tools that they use as an extension of their bodies. And it mm-hmm. makes me then really begin <laughs> to question how accidental some of these things are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to believe that anybody is doing things out of malice, but mm-hmm. I also have a hard time seeing just how controlled they can be and then whoops, something <laughs> happened. <laughs> Well, I mean, I imagine there's still room for the occasional sure. accident, mm-hmm. but but yeah, one yeah. does wonder. Yeah. So, yeah. Rachel, who yes. is left, and who do you think is going to win this? Thing? Okay. Well, out of the the four series, so it was uh, Marlins, Atlanta, A's, Astros, uh, Yankees, Rays, and uh, Dodgers, Padres. All four of those series, I had very strong feelings about which team should win. And mm-hmm. I was let down in three out of four cases. Um, the Rays did manage to make it, and they're looking good. This could be a banner sports year for Tampa Bay, which may not be a sentence that has ever been <laughs> said before. Well, it's 2020. Uh, like, the, we're in the upside not, down. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so the Rays did beat the Yankees in, uh, they went to all five games. As far as I know, they were, they were pretty exciting. I would have watched them had I not been kind of baseballed out at that point. Um, unfortunately, Dodgers beat the Padres in three straight games, which is a a shame. shame. I know. I, I like the The Padres Padres this year. The Padres were doing so good. Yeah. I think if they'd faced off against a different team, I think they would have gone. They've got a lot of, Mm -hmm. but they've got a lot of young talent. So, you know, see them again. It's just such a novelty because since I have started paying attention to baseball, the Padres have sucked. So this year it's always been like, oh, I forgot they were good this year. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, hopefully we'll see more of them next year because they've got some some young, young exciting players. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the Astros advanced, as did the uh, as did Atlanta, who um, I guess they're my National League team now. Um, I got nothing against them really, um, other than their name. Yeah, yeah. I try to with the Atlanta and Cleveland baseball teams. I have been trying to refer to them by city names until they realize the folly of their ways and change their team names. Um, and fortunately, 
since they're not playing in their home stadiums, this was the big deal because oh. I cannot freaking handle the tomahawk chop. Mm, yeah. I don't know how that isn't the first thing to go um, because I think it's profoundly offensive and profoundly annoying. Anyway, so I didn't, I didn't have to put up with that. And because I don't have to listen to that garbage, I can root for Atlanta a little bit better this year. I think mm-hmm. they've, they've also, they're also a team that has a lot of um, young talent. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm excited to see where that goes. So cool. my ideal matchup would have been the Padres and the, the uh, Rays in the World Series had the Padres won. Um, mm-hmm. And could I not have had a Marlins versus A's World Series, which for almost right. two delicious weeks mm-hmm. was had a possibility of greater than zero. It was a very exciting time for yeah, me. Yeah, that's shocking, frankly. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. absolutely. Because I think I referred to it at some point toward the beginning of this podcast as not logically impossible, but practically impossible. And y- yeah, I was forced to eat my words and yeah. they were delicious. <laughs> um, anyway, so now I am uh, rooting for a Rays versus Atlanta World Series. I don't know how likely that is to happen, but I want the Astros mm-hmm. and the Dodgers to lose. Yep, I'll co-sign that. That's that's, so that's what I have to say about sure. that. Good, I dig it. No, I like it. I just want to say one thing that I think has been a a pro for my mental health during this time of extreme condensed sports <laughs> yes please let like me know all of the sports happening all at one time i have not had to i have not had to deal with a lot of political um mm. advertisements and maybe it's because yeah. of the way that i watch games but mm-hmm. but because there's been so much sports on there's been less less of that somehow yeah you i think they i mean aside from a few ads that i've seen i think they you know they're it's nationally broadcast so you're not seeing a lot of local politicians and also i don't remember if i tweeted this or not but it has been kind of nice to be stressed about something that doesn't involve people dying you know, yes. and like at the end of the day, I could say, man, I am frustrated with the way the ways A's played today. But you know what? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to bring it all home with basketball. Please do. So we talked about the WNBA, which frankly was the thing I cared more about <laughs> right now. Um, and Sue Bird and her amazingness. Uh, but the NBA is still finishing their series, mm-hmm. um, and they are in the finals. They are very nearly done. They are playing tomorrow game six, and the two remaining teams are the Lakers and the Heat, which I mm-hmm. believe was true the last time we recorded as well. The Lakers are the heavy, heavy favorite to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and they came out and they won the first two games, and then the Heat smacked them in Game Three, which was terrific. Because nice. because fuck LA. Um, although I will say, <laughs> in spite of my fuck LA general stance, I do have all the respect for LeBron James, who is playing on the Lakers these days. Like yes. he is really a phenomenal player who has done amazing things for the game, and I you know I respect him as an individual and as a player, while still saying fuck the Lakers. And also, it's nice that he's not facing off directly against the Warriors. It's a little bit easier to uh, like him. 
No, I, I never had a problem with LeBron. I always felt okay with him. Some of his teammates I liked less. Um, but I will admit to a little bit of, of schadenfreude. Uh, that's fair. That's but, fair. Uh, I, yeah, I, I do I recognize... I kind of... I always kind of consider LeBron James like an entity unto himself. Like, it kind of doesn't... I don't know. I, I, I have a hard time getting irritated with him because it's like, well, he's just LeBron James. Like, yeah. he's just going to do what he's going to do. Yeah. Um, he is that good. He is that good. I mean, that's really it, right? Like, um, I do kind of actively dislike Anthony Davis, who is also playing on the Lakers right now. So I'm pretty happy to see them go down. <laughs> Though, uh... So then the Lakers came back and won game four. They were up 3-1. And then the Heat came and managed to hang on in game five, Mm -hmm. uh, which is amazing. And they are thus playing a game six tomorrow, which is further than anybody ever thought they would go. Um, And one of the things, and I think I talked about this a little bit last time too, is that, you know, uh, the Lakers were... The favorite going into this, they were expected to make it this far. They have LeBron James. They have Anthony Davis, who is another exceptionally good player. They have a very solid, you know, backing cast of starters and bench players. Like, it was basically assumed that they would come in and sweep possibly whomever their opponent was. Yeah. The Heat were either the fifth or the seventh seed in the East. They were not expected to come out of the East. Um, And they have... A singular main star, Jimmy Butler, who is not nearly on the same, you know, well-known caliber. Oh, as... is this Jimmy Buckets? Yes. Okay. I, uh, I keep hearing yeah. a commercial on my baseball games that references mm-hmm. Jimmy Buckets. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it's very much been a competition of, you know, the big name team versus the underdogs mm-hmm. in a lot, a lot of ways. Uh, and... You know, in that case, I always root for the underdogs. And they have Andre Iguodala, who I love. Uh, the Heat, too. Mm-hmm. But Jimmy Butler has apparently just come out of nowhere and, like, put his stamp all over these games, which I think is amazing. Yeah. And one of the things that he did, um, I believe this was in Game 3. Yeah, Game 3. He produced the NBA Finals' first 40-point triple-double in a win. <laughs> Wait, you got to so, tell me what a triple double is again. Yeah, I'm going. Okay. So a trip. So there are five stats that are generally counted in a basketball game: uh, shots, assists, rebounds, steals, and blocks. Right. And generally, you know, some of those are offensive, some of those are defensive. Uh, <clears throat> getting uh, a double, you know, t- a double digit stat in any of those is good. It's easier to get, you know, double digit shots mm-hmm. rather than double digit blocks, for example, right? Getting a double digit stat in three of those, aka a triple double, is hard. Mm-hmm. Like it's not it's not impossibly hard. Lots of guys do it, but it's something that you have to be pretty good. Yeah, it's easier if you're Steph Curry, is this correct? It's <laughs> Steph Curry gets them. So Steph Curry gets them not infrequently. Clay Thompson gets them some some of the time. Um, uh, Draymond Green actually gets them mm-hmm. more frequently than you would think, but he tends to get defensive triple doubles, ah. which is impressive um, because he will do it with shots, steals, and blocks, which is harder. Yeah. Um, 
But Jimmy Butler in game three got 40 points on 20 shots. And if I recall correctly, none of those were three pointers, uh, which also makes it harder, right? Yeah. Because 40 points is, you know, more shots if you're doing it with two pointers and free throws than it is if you're making three pointers. So 40 points on 20 shots, 13 assists, 11 rebounds, two steals, and two blocks, and his plus minus was 20. Plus 20. Wow. Yeah. Plus 20 yeah. what? Plus 20. For when he was on the floor, they were, they were, oh, okay. you know, it's, it's the plus minus stat. They were up, not up by 20 points, but they were, that was the point differential. Okay. Um, so that is phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> He was, to give this a little context, Jimmy Butler, though, he's always been a good player and everybody knows he's a good player. He is not in the sort of level that you talk about with like LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Steph Curry. Like right. he, he's just not been. He was the number 30 pick in the 2011 draft. He is on his third team in the last three years. And he has come out this year to, you know, bite his thumb at the entire fucking <laughs> NBA and it is amazing. And he did it again, apparently, last night. Like, I don't think he got an actual, you know, 40-point triple-double. But he is here to play for real, and he is dragging the Heat with him. That's and, awesome. You know, the the rest of the Heat is playing really well, too. Like, it's not like he's carrying them. But it was unexpected, Yeah, I, I think. And, and I say that as somebody who doesn't follow either team particularly closely, but... but he what he is doing has been taken note of uh and and was not anticipated at all so i think that's super cool they are playing again tomorrow yes rebecca yeah so i was going to add to this um he did get Mm -hmm. another triple double last night oh did he yes okay and he played 47 minutes there are 48 minutes in a basketball (laughs) yeah he played 47 of them um and i don't know if you saw this but there was um Somebody in the press took video of him um, post-press conference getting up out of his chair and walking off the podium to um, just off. I just sent uh, mm-hmm. I just sent you the link so you could watch it. He is walking like a 90-year-old person who <laughs> has just gotten their hips replaced. I mean, valid. Yeah. Oh, completely. Yeah. And it was just, you know, I I mean. He left it all on the court. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, last night he got 35 points, 12 rebounds, and 11 assists. Yeah. That's that's really something. So, you know, the, it's currently Lakers 3, Heat 2. So the Heat have to win the next two if they're going to win the championship. I think it's still probably <laughs> unlikely, but I sure would be thrilled if they managed to pull it off. Yeah. <laughs> and up. if they don't, it would still be really, really impressive what yeah. they've done. You'd say a banner so. year for Florida sports 2020. <laughs> I mean, really? Like, really? That's, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I guess that's the state of the NBA right now. The late, I, I don't... 
I expect the Lakers to win it, whether they do it tomorrow night or whether they do it in a game seven. I think that's probably what's going to happen, but going to be rooting for the heat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be rooting for this guy in particular. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's entirely. Oh, at least uh, one Miami Marlins player wore a heat Jersey beneath his Marlins Jersey for one of the games. Nice. Yeah. That's That's so cute. I love it when they do that. So that's that's basically uh, the uh, state of our playoff sports. And as soon as, you know, the last game or two of the NBA is over, I guess baseball will be the lone remaining sport, and they're wrapping it up real soon. Yes. Yes. Rebecca. Cycling remains. Oh. Oh, well, right. <laughs> so next time I can we can talk a little bit more about cycling, because that's still yeah, going on. Yeah, we should on. do that. And, yeah. and soccer, too. We should have Mandy back, because I think soccer is continuing at least for a couple more weeks. I'm not sure quite when, when their fall series ends, um, but they've, they've been doing some things. Um, and, and then I think... Both hockey and basketball are talking about starting up either at the end of December or in January, I think. Um, I don't know how realistic that is, but it's at least, you know, a thing that people are discussing. And I think we should... And heaven... Go ahead. I was just going to say, and heaven knows we have the spreadsheet of other things to talk about, so don't (laughs) worry. We're not going anywhere. Well, and I assume that we're going to take like a three or four hour deep dive on free agency and drafts, because I know that's a passion project of Rachel's. That might be all you and me, right? It might be. (laughs) We can put that one up on the Patreon that we don't have. (laughs) Yeah, you get to pay for extra content about (laughs) trades and free agency and contracts. Oh my gosh. If we make a Patreon, though, we can do drunk episodes, which we have not done. (laughs) That's true. We have not. We have not. 2021. Coming soon in 2021. Yeah, let's be careful here. We've just barely gotten ourselves together a year in in 2020. Let's not let's set the bar too high here. (laughs) But I mean, like this is this is the thing, though, right? Like every every musician, every actor, every performer, every sports person that you ever see, right? Like before you become aware of them, they've spent how many years? like getting good at what they do right so like our first years in the can we're doing great where it belongs <laughs> hey hey no i don't mean that i don't mean that we can no, only I get really better don't. from here <laughs> i don't know we might have actually been at our peak in january <laughs> but that's okay we're allowed to have ups and downs it's true <laughs> so in that case unless anybody has anything further to add questions comments additional facts no i got nothing listeners thank you for bearing with us through all of this (laughs) it has been a season it has been a year we're gonna come back better rested more coherent those are some uh yeah didn't i just say let's not yeah let's not (laughs) overshoot things here we will be back. We'll stop. Yes, we will under- be back. <laughs> Period. All right. Fine. We will be back. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Rebecca, where can people listen to us more or tweet at us or talk yes. to us if they have any inclination oh, to do so? 
Um, we are on Instagram at Foul Puck Podcast. We are at Twitter at Foul Puck Pod. And you can always email us at foulpuckpodcast at gmail.com. Other episodes are up on our website, foulpuckpodcast.net, and on SoundCloud. Basically just Foul Puck anywhere. We're, we're there. Yeah. I think we're about the only foul puck out there, so you we're clearly us. the best. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it goes without saying. And I would also like to thank Joe for doing our editing and uh, Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for our music. And I would like to remind everybody that if you are listening to this, and I was going to say if you're enjoying it, but frankly, whether you're not enjoying it or whether you're enjoying it, just go to iTunes and give us a five star rating. I mean, I hope you're enjoying it, but if you're not, like, do us a solid anyway. Yeah, just yeah, hit that five star and then and then go away. It's fine, right? And then you never have to listen again. <laughs> like, that's it's the price of admission, honestly. So, <laughs> but in the meantime, thank you for listening to Falpunk. Tune in again next, whatever time <laughs> denomination you want. Time is meaningless. And we will be there. Time is meaningless. Time is a flat circle. We'll be back. Thanks for listening to Falpock.